Welcome to the One City Church audio experience. My name is Jesse Dan Yusuf and I serve as the lead pastor. Our vision is to see everyone everywhere becoming one with God and our mission is to bring heaven to earth in our city as it is in heaven. Right now, we are preparing for the official launch of our church on Sunday, the 1st of October, 2023, and we are inviting you to be a part of this special move of God. For more information, you can visit our website, www.one-city.org, or follow us on social media at One City Online. Now let's listen to the message. Last week, we started with our vision, which is everyone, everywhere, becoming one with God. Can you say it after me? Everyone, everywhere, becoming one with God. And that is our own language for the Great Commission. That's our own language for Matthew 28, 18 to 20, where the Lord says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to do what? To obey my commands. So the language of the Great Commission in One City Church is everyone everywhere becoming one with God. We established something that God has called us into the ministry of reconciliation because God wants to be reunited and reconciled with his creation. Are you with me? Amen. I need response. Are you with me? God has called us into the ministry of reconciliation because first he entered the ministry of reconciliation by sending his son to reunite with us. Hallelujah. So by believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ Jesus, we now recognize that we are one with God, that he has called us into oneness. Amen. He has called us into what? Oneness. And then the great commission's call is to call others and introduce others into what? oneness into the spirit of oneness into that union that we now have in christ jesus glory to god so this call is for everybody it's not for some people we established that jesus is for everybody and the great commission for some persons but it is for everyone hallelujah no one left behind god has called us to not be um, passive spectators but to be active participants in his move and our prayer um, in this church has been for the past few months, Lord, make us a modern day example of the early church movement. Glory to God. Amen. So today we're going to be talking about our mission. And this came during our 40 day fast in January where we were praying and the Lord gave us this word that our mission is to bring heaven to earth. Amen. So today's title of episode two of Building One City is Here as in Heaven. So can we read Matthew 6, verse 9, 10? So pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Can we read verse 10 together? One, two, go. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth where as it is in heaven jesus establishes something here he establishes god as father we talked about that at the beginning of the year right um god is our father and jesus also establishes something he establishes that god our father dwells in the heavens amen amen one in theology also teaches us that god is omnipresent um that's he is everywhere, basically. In him we move, in him we breathe, in him we have our being. There's nothing that exists outside of God. But God created a space, a realm, pardon me, called the heavens, amen, where he dwells, where he reigns from. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then he now made the earth where he now made a dwelling place for man. But God's intention was that through man, he will reign, he will dwell here on earth. Hallelujah. God's intention, God's original intention, was that as he dwells in the heavenlies, he will reign on earth and dwell in man as he reigns on earth. So through man, God's reign is made known on earth. And we see that in the first pages of the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. Hallelujah. 
what does the Lord do? He creates the earth. He now creates a garden city. He calls it Eden. Then he tells man, he creates man and gives him work. He makes him a king, gives him dominion, makes him a priest and makes him to minister to the earth. Hallelujah. Gives him now authority and power. And the Lord gave him, um, says, subdue the earth, have dominion over it. And the Lord's intention was that he will reign through Adam. So Eden was a type of a manifest presence of God. In the sense that God wants uh, to reign through man. In that sense. Do you understand? So God's dwelling place was that by fellowshipping with man, man will extend the dominion and the kingdom of God from Eden to the ends of the earth. Amen. So Adam and Eve messed up that plan and the Lord barred them from his presence. Amen. The Lord what? Barred them from his presence. And that's what we're going to be kind of dwelling on, talking about for a bit. Because the presence of God is what we're praying for when we pray, your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are praying what? The presence of God. We want to see the manifest presence of God. Amen. So as a church, um, one of the things we must steward is this call to carry the presence of God and live in the presence of God, minister in the presence of God. The presence of God is not in this tent. The presence of God is because we are in this tent. So you don't come to meet the presence of God as a child of God. Amen? We come with the presence of God. You guys are looking, is it cold? What's happening? Or you guys are just, everyone tracking? So, God's intention, he created the heavenly realms. The Bible tells us he dwells there as Jesus prayed, our father where? In heaven. But God's intention as Jesus was praying was that your kingdom come where? On earth as it is in heaven. So again, God's intention was that as he dwells in heaven, his kingdom will be extended from Eden to the end of the earth through man. We messed up that plan. But through Christ Jesus, the second Adam, hallelujah, that original plan has been reestablished or restored. Glory to God. Amen. So we're going to break down a couple of things. And please, I really want you to track with me. Amen. So the kingdom of God, and that prayer in verse uh, Matthew 6, 10, I'm telling you, it's one of the most dangerous prayers you can pray. But it's also one of the safest prayers you can pray. Because the safest place you can be is in the will of God. Amen? The safest place a child of God can be is where? It's in the will of God. So praying this prayer is actually saying you want to be God's answered prayer. Because Jesus is God and he's praying the intentions of God that, God's kingdom will come where? Here on earth. So when you partner with Jesus' prayer, you're saying, God, I want your kingdom. I want this, your prayer, God, to be answered here. I want your kingdom come. What was, if you read the New Testament, Jesus preached about the kingdom of God more than anything. What was the first thing Jesus preached about? The gospel of what? Kingdom. Gospel of the kingdom, Brumen. The gospel of what? The kingdom. That was the first thing preached, uh, preached about. What did he say? The kingdom of God is at hand. What does that mean? The kingdom of God is near us. The kingdom of God is not as far off. Hallelujah. And I told you yesterday, if Jesus truly resurrected, it means everything he said is true. So the kingdom of God exists. Amen. It exists. We may not see it with our physical eyes. But if Jesus truly resurrected, and we believe he truly resurrected, which means the place he's talking about, the kingdom of God, fully exists. And he wants us to be partakers of the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants us to be what? Partakers of the kingdom of God. So Jesus was pre uh, uh, preaching the kingdom of God. Is at hand. He was saying it as if it is a warning. The kingdom of God is at hand. 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 
And now God has called us into, uh, as um, Eva was praying, God has translated us, has what? Transferred us from the kingdom of darkness because while we were dead in our sins, we belonged to the kingdom of darkness. But now by the power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, hallelujah, we have now been transformed into what? The kingdom of light, the kingdom of sonship. Glory to God. So when we pray, your kingdom come, we are praying that God's, God's rulership, God's dominion will be extended where we are. Amen. So the kingdom of God, the Bible tells us, is not in eating and drinking. Paul tells us in Romans 14. It is not in what? Eating and drinking. But it is what? Righteousness. Peace. Hallelujah. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. What was Jesus saying? The kingdom of God is at hand. He was basically telling them that righteousness has been restored. Amen. What again? Peace has been restored. Glory to God. And what? Joy has been restored. Glory to God. So when we pray, your kingdom come, we are saying, righteousness come. Hallelujah. Your kingdom come. When we pray, we say, peace come. When we pray your kingdom come, we are saying what? Joy, come. Hallelujah. And these three definitions are not as we want to define them. The righteousness of God is the justice of God. Amen. It is not how you and I view right and wrong. It is how God defines right and wrong. So he say his justness, his justice, his rightness has come. Glory! Then peace is not as the world defines peace. For the past, how many years? 70 years, um, an organization called the United Nations, and please, I'm not trying to put it down. Like, we've been trying to what? Achieve world peace. But in the past, if we were to count the, 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 the wars and the and, and the atrocities that we've committed as human beings in the 21st century alone, my goodness. I'm about to say something and I hope I don't sound gloomy. <laughs> There's someone that works. Yeah, she just eyed me. I'm going to turn away from you. We, will, we may never, no, we will never achieve war peace. Let me move on from there. So that's righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. God, I can feel her eyes boring at <laughs> me. I'm just saying what I see in the Bible. See, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Romans 14, that's what the Lord tells us. Amen. But Paul also tells us, he was telling the Corinthian church, um, I think 1 Corinthians 14, he tells them that the kingdom of God is not in words. It's not a matter of words. It's not just saying it. It is in what? Power. It is in what? Dunamis is in authority. Hallelujah. So Jesus returned after the resurrection and he said, All power, all authority has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. In, in a sense, he's telling us, go and introduce the nations to my kingdom. Introduce the nations to my righteousness. Introduce the nations to my peace. Introduce the nations to the joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So when we pray your kingdom come, we are praying for power, we are praying for righteousness, we are praying for peace, we are praying for the joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's what it means to pray your kingdom come. I want to encourage you, if you want to learn more about the kingdom of God, go and study the book of Matthew. Matthew was the one that documented um, you know, the parables that mention Jesus' teachings on what kingdom. You hear Jesus, Jesus saying the kingdom was like a mustard seed. The kingdom was like a wedding feast. The kingdom was like this, like that. Do you understand? I encourage you to go and study the book of Matthew. Now, we're going to enter the next thing Jesus prayed. He says, your kingdom come. What's the next line? Your will be done. Can we open to um, Romans 12? Well, before we do that, just put your hand on Romans 12 while you open it. I established that God carved out a place called Eden, right? He made it a sanctuary. He made it a dwelling place of man. And he says, I want to rule through you 
from Eden to the ends of the earth because the command was what to be fruitful and multiply. So it was to start at Eden, but not end at Eden. Amen. It was to start at Eden, but not what? End at Eden. So in a sense, some scholars believe that Eden was the first type of temple or tabernacle. So we're going to go through, I'm just going to go through some things. By the way, tomorrow we're doing a five-hour class called Classroom, where we're going to be, um, I'm going to be going in-depth into um, the Word of God, and I'm going to be teaching particularly on this thing even further. And um, it's free, it's open. We're going to be meeting at Decim Dec Decimal Park in Garki from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, it's public holiday. You've rested on Friday. You understand? Come. There'll be food. Hallelujah. Bring your friends. And um, it's going to be an amazing time. We're going to be having a prayer stretch. So I'll be going even further into this teaching. Amen. So from Eden to the ends of the earth, some scholars believe that Eden was a type of temple. Amen. Where at the center, we had the tree of life. And um, we had the tree of life, which was the holy of holies. Right? And as it the further away from the tree of life, the architecture of the temple or tabernacle was um, experienced in Eden. But okay, now let's go to um, Exodus. I'm going to jump through some things. By the grace of God, I'll go through them further tomorrow. But after Eden, man loses access into the sanctuary or the dwelling place of God, right? God bars them. He puts the cherubim to block access. And then... Through Abraham, God what pioneers a nation. Amen? And we see the nation of Israel, and they go into slavery for 400 years, and um, um, Moses frees them from slavery. But while they are in the wilderness, the Lord tells them, tells Moses, after he invited Moses to come up to Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the architectural plans, he told him that I want you to create a sanctuary. I want you to create, a, to build a tabernacle for me. Amen? So if you read from Exodus 28, I believe, to chapter 40, you will see God provide the architect, or is it 31, architectural plans for what he um, wants his dwelling place to be like. Amen? And we, there's something we often forget. The tabernacle, I don't know if you've seen the design of it. It's not something Moses came up with. God told Moses, put it down as I have shown you. So the design of the temple, the design of the tabernacle is in heaven. Do you understand? What Moses drew out was his human interpretation of what he was seeing in heavens. So the tabernacle has just, I'm not going into all the details, but the tabernacle has, what you need to understand is this, it has the outer courts, amen? It has what? The holy place, and it has what? The holy of holies, and the Lord instructed them to place different things on this place. But not everybody can enter the holy of holies. Not everybody can enter the outer courts. Only the children of Israel are allowed to enter the outer courts. So you must be a citizen of the kingdom of Israel to participate in the religious activity of worshiping God. And the only place you're allowed to enter is where? Is the outer courts. Then the priests can perform their activities in the holy place. But the high priests are the ones that are allowed into what? The holy of holies. And this design, we are told, is in heaven. Amen? I'm, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. So, Eden, man lost access. But God, still wanting to reconcile with man, gives Moses the architectural plan for the tabernacle. The tab tabernacle means dwelling. And so God still intended to what? Dwell with man. Still intended to what? Have his presence um, experienced through man. Glory to God. I mean, have man experience his presence. Amen. After the tabernacle, David wanted to build a temple. God was like, you're still paying rent. You get out of here. I will build you a house. You don't have a house. Build that was funny in my head. 
I will build you a house. David, the Lord built a house for David. But his son, Solomon, now built the temple of God, right? We know through wars that the temple of Solomon has been destroyed several times, right? Now, God prophesied through the prophet. He says, my dwelling place will not be a place that human hands can build. Amen? That where I will dwell will not be a place that what? Human hands can build. But he was saying basically, a time is coming where my temple will be a place I have built. Now, Jesus tells us that what? That temple is you and I. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we are the building of God. Amen. Paul also tells us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Jesus in John 14 says that if you give, if you give me my heart, my father and I, I think the message says we will move into the neighborhood. Oh, which accent was that? We will move into the neighborhood. I think that's the, the way the message puts it. But basically, I think the ESV says that we will make your heart our home. So many of us are trying to get into heaven. Meanwhile, God is trying to get into you. His address is P.O. Box Michael Coca. Where's your house? Let me, for security reasons, I will not call it. Abuja. Do you understand? If, you want, if they want to send a mail to God, God has placed you as his address. Hallelujah. So now, in the Old Testament, God was in the, God was where? In the tabernacle, in the temple. But now God has made you his tabernacle. Hallelujah. So we are mobile temples. Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well in John 4, she said that you guys say that um, we worship on this mountain and we worship the wrong way. Um, but we worship on this mountain and we believe it's the right way. Jesus is saying there's a time coming and it has now come when you will not need to go to that mountain or you will not need to go to this mountain. Hallelujah. For the Father is seeking true worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. The time has come where the Father is looking for true worshippers who worship him in what? Spirit and in truth. God is looking for people who worship him in his temple. So our, where we meet God, where we meet God is where he is. And where he is, where he wants to be, is here. So God calls you home. Hallelujah. God calls you what? Home. Amen. I'm leading somewhere. So, this architecture of the presence of God or the tabernacle of God from the outer courts to the holy place and to the holy of holies. In the New Testament, man is the temple of the living God. Amen. So, the architecture of man, in Thessalonians tells us, we have um, the body, the soul, and the spirit. Amen. We have what? The body, the soul, and the spirit. The outer court of the human temple is the body. This is where we interact with the world. This is where we have our five senses. Do you understand? We smell. We, do you understand? But, okay, let me, let me lay down this foundation. The outer court is our body. Amen? This is how we sense the world's sight, smell, um, taste. You understand all these things. Then, the holy place is our minds, our intellects, our emotions. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the holy of holies is what? Our spirit, man. This is where God truly wants to meet us. But the Father is what? God is spirit and he's looking for true worshippers who worship him where? In spirit and in truth. Why? Because human beings here often... We can go through the rites. We put on great clothes. We'll come here and we can do things that will make every other person believe that we are worshippers. But God knows our heart. This is where he wants to be. Amen? Amen. Now I'm going to give you something to 
I'm going to give you a, a, a formula for you to understand how to always be in the presence of God as the temple of God. So the Jews, sorry, the Israelites, pardon me, will worship by going to the temple. Amen. The last, I believe, 20 Psalms have the songs of ascent of people who are going to worship in Jerusalem, going to the temple. Amen. They are going up the mountain to worship. Hallelujah. Amen. But here, God... I was trying to lead someone with a point. Okay, I'm going to give you a formula, right? So, here in the outer courts, which is in the architecture of Manas Temple, is what now? Is what? Body, right? So, this is how we pray here in the outer courts. Dear Lord, Father God, we thank you, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. We love you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Father God, we thank you. Because they told you we enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving, right? So this is where many of us stay. This is our, many of us, this is our prayer life. Lord, Father God, thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, Lord of Lords. We worship you. We magnify you. Oh, ancient of days, Lion of the tribe of Judah, glory to God in highest. This is where we stay. We give him thanks. There's nothing there, but God wants you where? Here. Abby? So tell your neighbor there is more. Hallelujah. So the beautiful thing about man as temple, God also made us priests. Hallelujah. So you have access, you have authority, you have permission to go beyond what? The outer walls to the holy place. Hallelujah. Because when the resurrection, when the crucifixion happened and Jesus said it is finished, what happened? The veil was torn from where? Top to bottom. So it's not like an intern tore it by mistake from down. Do you understand? It's not like someone, God was the one that tore it from what? To show that there is now access. Amen. So you have authority now to go beyond the outer courts and go beyond your flesh and just say, oh, Lord, Father God, and your request is about your rent. Your request is about, um, Lord, give me another shoe. Lord, your request, there is more. Hallelujah. Tell your other neighbor, the one that did not listen to you, say there is more. Glory to God. Now, who will read Romans 12 for us? I told you to put your hand in Romans 12. Okay. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Please, everybody, just put your hands in that um, scripture. So how the Lord wants us to function in the outer court is that we what? From this text, present our bodies, hallelujah, as what? As living sacrifices. Amen. That's why we kill our flesh daily. That's why we die daily. Amen. We offer our bodies as living sacrifices. But like the pastor said, the problem with living sacrifices is that they always leave the altar. They always leave the altar. You're always, you're, you're, I'm coming, please. I just got this notification. I'm coming. Let, do you understand? That's the problem with living sacrifices. But Paul goes further. He says, offer your bodies as what? Living sacrifices. Then what? He now tells us in verse 2 what? To what? Transform your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. He says what? Transform your mind. So um, body, soul. Sorry. Sorry. Spirit, soul, body. So here, the soul. How do we worship in the holy place? We transform our minds. Our minds, our intellect, our emotions. Hallelujah. You're not controlled by your emotions. Glory to God. You allow the Holy Spirit to transform your mind by the renewal, hallelujah, the constant renewal of your mind. So you don't give yourself to thoughts that do not belong to God. Amen. So we bring down every opposing thought, hallelujah, that arises in disobedience of our God. Amen. I'm teaching you something on how to bring heaven to earth. Here, you what? 
become a living sacrifice. Here, you transform your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us, we're Christians. And you say, please, oh, don't tell me that's how I am. No. That's not how you are, ma. That's not how you are, sir. See, everybody knows I have anger issues. Eh? No. You are made anew in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You are made new in Christ Jesus. God has given us a new mind. Hallelujah. He has given us a new mind and he wants us to now think like him because we now have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. So here we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Hallelujah. If you know you're giving to certain sins or certain temptations, don't go where some things, do you understand? Don't go there. Stop picking your ex's call. Stop, do you understand? That's a word for somebody right there. Like, stop going back to what you've been saved from. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Here, you transform your mind. So it's not just stopping doing bad things, but you want to now start to think like Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. But there is more. Amen. Tap the other neighbor that you ignored the first time that there is more. So God wants true worshipers to worship him in what? In spirit and in truth. Here. Here. Read verse 2 again, princess. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that you may what? Prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. In the Holy of Holies, we see Jesus pray this prayer. Not my will, Lord. So Jesus had already conquered his body. Amen. But his mind in Gethsemane, his mind was saying what? Lord, if it's possible, let this cup, what? Pass over me. Hallelujah. The flesh is willing. I mean, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen? So we subdue the flesh. We kill the flesh. Our minds are battling with all these things, with all these thoughts, right? But where God wants us, here... You're praying for what you want. You're thanking God for what he has given you, your blessing. But here, in the Spirit's place, in the Holy of Holies, you're saying, Lord, not my will, but yours. Amen? Not my will, but yours. Not my will, but what? Yours. Now, this prayer, I know we may often pray it, but here, in, in this place, the will of God is good. Is morally good. Amen? You're giving your flesh, right? Here, the will of God is permissible. You understand? Is what? Is permissible. But here, the will of God is what? Perfect. It was God's perfect plan that Jesus will go to the cross and deliver you from your sins and deliver you from death. Hallelujah. It was God's perfect plan. Tell me, you've been rolling with this guy for three years and he tells you he's about to die like a, a very painful death. What's your response? You say, God forbid now. What did Jesus say? Get thee behind me because it is not the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God is that Jesus will offer himself as the perfect lamb of God so that the sins of the world might be wiped once and for all. So, Man as temple and as priest, we need to move from, oh Lord, Father God, thank you, Father God, to now thinking like God and now saying, Lord, what do you want to do? What is your will? What is your perfect will? Amen? What happened in the garden after Jesus prayed this prayer? The angels came to what? Minister to him. He was not alone. Hallelujah. When we pray for the perfect will of God, we are not alone. Hallelujah. We are not alone. When we say here as in heaven, we are saying, Lord, we want your will that is good, that is uh, permissible, and that is what? Perfect. And we will see the presence of God manifest. 
Amen. Glory to God. I've been blessed. When we pray, your kingdom come. We are praying what? Power. We are praying righteousness. We are praying what? Joy. We are praying what? Peace. And when we are praying, your will be done. I told you. I warned you earlier. That is a dangerous prayer. But it is what? It's the safest. Is what? The safest. Jesus said to Peter, what are you doing? You're cutting off someone's ear. If I want, my father will send me what? Twelve legion of angels. So it will be if Jesus said, I will not do again. Send your guys. Twelve legion angels. But it has not been what? The perfect will of God. Amen? It would have not been what? The perfect will of God. Don't be stuck here. Hallelujah. Don't be stuck here. Amen? That's why many of us, it's hard to pray before, beyond five minutes. So if you want to spend time in the presence of God, which is what prayer primarily is, communion, koinonia, and fellowship with the Father, you must move from what? The outer courts. And what? Into what? The holy place. And what? The holy of holies. There's more to all of this. And by the grace of God, I'll be going through this tomorrow. But I'm just breaking it down for this. So when one city church, we're praying here as in heaven. We're praying that the power, the peace, the joy of the Lord and... Um, the righteousness of God is manifest. And how do we have access to this? By going beyond the outer courts to the holy place, to the holy of holies. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, one city, if you do this, your prayer life will radically change because then you will always be in the presence of God. Amen. Moses, in the book of Exodus, the Bible tells us he went, when the Lord showed up in his glory and um, Sinai was having the clouds and the thunder. What did they do? He said, Moses, go for us. Go for us. That's what we do. Pastor Jesse, go for us. And you experience God vicariously through other people. No. You have access now. Hallelujah. You have access. Amen. You have what? Access. The Lord, uh, Moses and God used to meet Bible tells us that Moses created the tent of meeting. And the Bible says God used to speak to Moses as a friend. What does that mean? Like, have you just called your guys? I'm just calling to check on you. I'm just calling to check on you. How does it even happen over there? What's happening? So God wants more. And we must not be afraid. Because in the Holy of Holies, there's what? The Ark of the Covenant and there's the mercy seat. Therefore, come boldly. Hallelujah. Amen. Come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain, sorry, yes, and obtain mercy. Hallelujah. Come boldly because only the high priest could come here before. But the veil has been torn. Hallelujah. Amen. And now we can come boldly and obtain mercy when we need mercy. Glory to God. And God calls us home. God calls us home. You are his tabernacle. You are his dwelling place. Can you just reach us at some? We are what? His dwelling place. Glory to God. I'm telling you, if we function in this as a, a corporately and individually, I tell you, our lives will radically be changed. Why? Because we will always be in the will of God that is perfect and his presence will be manifest. Amen. How do you translate this in your marriage? How do you translate this in your business? How do you translate this in your ministry? So you're not just moved by what you see, what you hear, what you taste. Are you with me? But you're changing your mind and you want to start thinking like God. And then you're asking for the perfect will of God in your marriage, in your finances, in everything that concerns you. Hallelujah. Here, 
There are some arguments you may win by exchanging words. But here, God will tell you, <laughs> keep quiet, die. God will tell you, forgive. Ah. God will tell you, forgive. Why? Because it is his perfect will. city are you with me let's open to Zachariah 8 20 to 21 so if you're wondering where we got the name of this church from we were praying in December and the Lord gave us the name you know God is beautiful like all the songs Michael I was just thinking that we've been singing like it just translates all the songs we've been writing. Abby, my dad. Like, God just knew, of course, where we were going. And he armed us with this. So, Zechariah 8, verse 21. Let's start from 20, pardon me. Thus says the Lord of hosts, People shall yet come, even the inhabitants of many cities. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, Let us go at once to entreat the favor of the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. I myself am going. Many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to entreat the favor of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts. In those days, ten men from the nations of every tongue shall take the hold of the robe of a Jew, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Glory to God. Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So our the prophetic name of this church, One City, is not just because I'm a branding genius, but because I believe God wants us to steward his presence. Amen. God wants us to steward his presence. Why? Because he wants all nations to be what? To come to him. Hallelujah. He wants what? All nations to come to him. One more verse. Let us open to Ezekiel 48, 34. This is the word the Lord gave us some days ago. So um, Ezekiel saw the prophecy of the new Jerusalem and he saw a new city and verse 35 very quickly I think this is for us he says the circumference of the city shall be 8,000 cubits and the name of the city permit me to say the name of one city church from that time shall be the Lord is there amen come on I want us to pray amen that shall be our name that shall be our name that they will say God is in that house Hallelujah. And in that house, there is deliverance. In that house, they are finding freedom. In that house, there is healing. In that house, God has saved us. In that house, there is deliverance. God is there. Hallelujah. When we work in the perfect will of God, the promise is this. Though I walk to the valley of the... Woo! Hallelujah. His presence is with me. Glory to God. Amen. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, His presence is with me. And Jesus echoed this in Matthew 28, 20. He says what? Lo, behold. Do you know what it means to lo and behold? Stop. See. Amen. Lo, behold. I with I am with you till when? Till the end of service. Till um, the end of 2023. Till your next birthday. Till when? One city. Till the end of the ages. Come and stand up and bless the name of the Lord. Many of you have felt alone. The great commission is not go alone. The great commission is let us go. For all power and all authority has been given unto me. Glory to God. Come on, open your mouth. Can the worship team just go? And I want us to sing the song. Come on, everybody in the house. Just bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord.
Come on, just open your mouth and bless the name of the Lord. Everybody in the house. Come on, just, I told you, God does not want us to be passive spectators, but to be what? Active, active participants of his presence. So open your mouth and pray. Say, I carry the presence of God. God calls me home. God calls me home. I carry the presence of God and I am free from every infirmity. I'm free from every sickness and disease. I am free from the bondage of the enemy. I'm free from the slavery of sin. I'm free from the slavery of death. You are the power at work, 
You're the power that works in us. Oh, let your kingdom come, Lord. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, hey, oh, spirit of God, quicken us, Lord. Quicken us, Lord. Revive us. Now, I want you in your own words. I want you to just, please, for the next minute, I want you to enter the Holy of Holies and obtain mercy. And obtain mercy. And just say, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need you. I need your spirit. And Lord, I'm praying your perfect will over my marriage. I'm praying your perfect will over my life. I'm praying your perfect will over my business. I'm praying your perfect will over everything that concerns me, Lord. Lord, that which you've called me to do, may I function in the good, the permissible, and the perfect will of God.